This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's 12.03 on Tuesday afternoon, September 26th. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us on the Noon Business Hour. I'm Rob Hart. It's a full plate of topics on the Noon Business Hour today. We'll talk about the impact of the UAW strike on the Illinois economy. We'll also talk about the how, before too long, you can possibly chat up ChatGPT, the AI uh, word calculator as uh, some analysts call it. You can uh, talk to it and interact with it in the not-too-distant future. And we'll take a look at the uh, latest readings on the economy. Consumer confidence out today, along with the report on new home sales. The Reader's Digest version of uh, both of these uh, situations is that uh, consumer confidence uh, did take a bit of a hit today, uh, or in the month of September, because of uh, rising gas prices. What else? And uh, new home sales also telling an interesting story. We're joined by Bob Bruska, Chief Economist with Fact and Opinion Economics based in New York. Bob, thank you for joining us today. And I mentioned just a couple of seconds ago, consumer confidence tumbling in the month of September as uh, anxiety about the future of the economy continues to grow. And I'm guessing that's because, Bob, for the average American, their interaction with the economy probably starts at the gas pump and extends from there. Right. Well, that's something that I can say I don't share with most Americans since I live in New York City. So so um, I'm, I'm happy not to have that dilemma. But you're right. I mean, if you – I grew up in Michigan, grew up in Detroit. Um, I was tethered to my car from birth, and I know what that's like. You know, you drive your car, you need it to go every place, and you live and die by the gas prices. And they're going up, and uh, all prices are going up globally. They're going to continue to go up, and this is going to be an issue. And outside of uh, the concerns about gas prices, if the uh, uh, consumer confidence begins to tumble, how does that begin to manifest itself in the larger economy? Because you already see maybe signs that maybe uh, the American consumer is pulling back, at least as far as uh, sales at big box stores are concerned. Well, there's that. And in this uh, this conference board survey today, they're a very weak response to the buying plans portion of the survey. And it's been that way for a while. Um, there have been some reports that the excess savings that people talked about so much uh, existing in the wake of the COVID money going out is dissipated for everyone but the most wealthy Americans. And so buying power is beginning to dry up. As far as the statistical relationship, there's not a very tight statistical relationship between consumer confidence measures, consumer sentiment measures, and actual spending. But I do believe there's a message there, and I think as people become less confident, it will play out into weaker spending trends. 
We're talking to Bob Bruska, chief economist with Facted Opinion Economics based in New York. Let's move on to home sales for the month of August. Uh, sales of newly built homes dropping 9% in the month of August. Is this an interest rate story or is it a supply story? Yeah, well, I think you've got a little bit of both. You know, what we're seeing is that house prices are starting to recover a little bit in terms of their month-to-month changes. They're still lower year-on-year, but that's dissipating to some extent. So you're getting a little bit more traction on house prices. But clearly, affordability is an issue here. Um, Although it's complicated because you've got people, if you're in the system and if you've got a house and if you've ridden the price appreciation up, you know, then you're going to get a lot of money going out. You're going to get a lot of money going, and you're going to pay more money going in. And so it kind of neutralizes. But the kicker here is that mortgage interest rates are so much higher and people don't want to trade their, you know, they don't want to trade their 3% or 2% mortgage for a 7% mortgage. And that's where they gummed up the works quite a lot. Bob Bruska, Chief Economist, Facted Opinion Economics, based in New York. Thank you for joining us today. Coming up next, how the UAW strike is having an impact locally. Discussing the news affecting your money. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. With the strike by members of the United Auto Workers now in its second week, businesses in Illinois are feeling the fallout. Joining us on the Village of Bedford Park business line, reminding you to bring your business home, is Abe Eskenazi, CEO of of the Association for Supply Chain Management based in Chicago. Abe, thank you for joining us today. And when it comes to the supply chain, for the average consumer, it is almost like the the electric company. Uh, You don't notice it until it stops working. And I think there have been uh, several situations, Abe, in the last couple of years of the supply chain being gummed up, first off with the COVID disruptions a couple of years ago, and now as far as the uh, automotive industry is concerned with the U.S. W strikes uh, with uh, with uh, local picketing taking place at two uh, parts uh, air, uh, two parts warehouses in the Chicago area. Uh, when when the supply chain is disrupted, Abe, how long does it take for it to uh, uh, regain equilibrium to go back to the way it was? That's a great question, Rob, because I think you have to take a look at what the companies had prepared for in anticipation of a work stoppage or any disruption, as you indicated, we have been facing a number of disruptions. So currently, they do have enough inventory for probably about a six to eight week basis. And that includes not only the new cars, but inventory on parts, where I think we're going to feel it much uh, sooner than on the new cars. Um, The vehicle assemblies involves a complex web of suppliers from parts to components. Uh, A strike of a long-standing duration is going to cause significant shortages and delays in production of those parts. So we'll probably feel it first in the automotive parts or the repairs than we would in the new cars. But as you indicated, the ripple effects are going to go through the broader economy, not just the suppliers and the services that we're seeing in the automotive. It's going to affect demand in the communities where these automotive uh, parts are, you know, in the assembly are being picketed. And then when we talk about uh, disruptions in the supply of parts, it's not just the parts that supply factories that build the cars. It's also parts that flow to dealership service departments. Absolutely. And I think that's where you may start to see it in the short term, some uh, lengthening of uh, repairs or delays in repairs. Uh, That's where the consumer may feel it in the short term. In the long term, we may see higher prices because of inventories available of new cars, but not in the short term. As you indicated, the parts right now, it's going to take time to restart if we have any length or any disruption that um, is longstanding. It does take time to restart production. So it's not going to be like a snap of the fingers once there is 
an agreement that we're going to get back into production. It's going to cause a disruption because of the sequencing necessary to have the parts available when you need them. We're talking to Abe Eshkenazi, CEO of the Association for Supply Chain Management in Chicago. The supply chain in general is is a fascinating almost organism to me because everything has to operate in perfect balance for it to work as intended. And when that balance is struck, it doesn't work anymore. So what is what is this in general? You know, what's what's the state of the industrial supply chain in America? You know, the, how, how how are things moving across the country in a real ta- in a real time basis to make sure that something is there when you need it? Yeah, we're just starting to get back to some um semblance of normalcy. And I think uh, depending on the industry, we can redefine what normal is right now. But historically, we operated on a just-in-time methodology, and that is low inventories, frequency of deliveries match the production cycle, and the consumer had you know, high you know, expectation in terms of availability of their products and rapid delivery of it. Currently, we're operating in a just-in-case environment, and that is we built up inventories to offset against a disruption. And what that disruption is from a strike or the COVID pandemic or um, blockages in the Suez or the Panama Canal, that's disrupting the current um, supply chain from the just-in-time into a just-in-case. So we're focused right now on resiliency, and that is being um, the ability to respond to changes and disruptions in the marketplace right now, we're not as efficient as we used to be right now. So that's why you see parts or shortages in various products and services across the industry. Our hope is that we do get to some you know, normalcy in terms of what demand is so that we can forecast appropriately and then produce to what the real demand is for the consumers. And we're just not there yet. Abe Eshkenazi, CEO of the Association for Supply Chain Management in Chicago. Thank you for joining us today. Still ahead in Travel Tuesday, identifying some of the best fall destinations in Illinois. Information to make cash and save cash. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. You can now speak to ChatGPT and it will talk back. Joining us now is Shelley Palmer, CEO of the Palmer Group, professor of advanced media in residence at the Newhouse School of Public Communications at Syracuse University. Shelley, thank you for joining us today. Now, does this mean that uh, I am going to have a digital assistant uh, much like, uh, oh, I don't know, uh, robot number five from Short Circuit? We can carry on conversations (laughs) with each other and uh, it'll be my new virtual best friend. Look, there is a big difference between automatic speech recognition and natural language processing. We know that ChatGPT can understand us when we type to it. Um, and can talk back. Its level of understanding is greatly debated because people don't understand it's a word calculator and its job is to calculate the next best word. But if the words you're asking it to calculate are important to you or will make sense, it obviously puts them out in a language you can understand. So it is child's play to give it a voice. And that's what they've done. You'll be able to speak to it and it will listen because that's automatic speech recognition. And in fact, that technology is in the area of 98.5% as good as um, you know, a human being would be with respect to, to recognizing speech. It'll, it'll get it right 98.5% of the time. Human beings, actually, I think, are in the 96th percentile. Certainly, my wife would tell you I'm much worse. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, 
But uh, and then there's, of course, natural language processing, which it does. You can speak to ChatGPT in natural language and it will speak back to you. So giving it a voice, to be fair, um, we've seen voices before and, and this is not new. You know what Siri is, you know what Alexa is. Uh, even Waze talks to you. So getting something to talk to you is not so hard. And we know that ChatGPT is a good interface for natural language. So this was pretty logical and a pretty obvious extension. Now, uh, if 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 the ChatGPT, the word calculator, can speak in a human voice, uh, Shelley, is this the end of your humble news anchor? Am I going to be uh, replaced by uh, uh, by by AI that can that can tell you everything you need to know? So, Rob, you can be copied but never duplicated. Which is probably a good thing. It's <laughs> No, look, here's the thing. If you were just about news and purely news and no opinion, and then, then, yeah, sure, you can get something to read the news. Of course you can. This is not new. And voice cloning is very good. You can get you to read the news in a pretty decent way. Look, Apple's new um, iOS 17 has personal voice. You can go in there and train it. You read 150 prompts into your iPhone. It's going to speak in your voice. It, it, that's what it does now. But there's a big difference between sounding like something and reading it and reading it with inflection and having an opinion and having a point of view and insights. And yes, ChatGPT does sound, look, and taste, and smell, and feel like it has those things. But in practice, it's a word calculator, and you only get out of a word calculator what you put into it. So your subject matter expertise makes the two-way conversation with ChatGPT work. If it's one way, eh, I don't know. I don't know. Are we ready for synthetic anchors? Not quite yet. Shelley, oh, I, I, I would like to see ChatGPT uh, have that come up with nearly as many short circuit references on this show as I have in the last two years. It'll be the new uh, John Henry Steele Driving Man competition. Shelley, thanks for joining us today. Shelley Palmer, CEO of the Palmer Group and Professor of Advanced Media in residence at the Newhouse School of Public Communications at Syracuse University. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is Chicago's news, traffic, and weather station. News Radio 105.9.
The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Good afternoon. I'm Rob Hart. These are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. The city of Chicago takes steps to better handle situations involving people in a mental health crisis. President Biden visiting an auto worker's picket line outside of Detroit at this hour. It's Travel Tuesday. Fall is here, and there are outstanding places to visit right here in Illinois. We'll also examine the economic impact of the Taylor Swift Travis Kelsey relationship. WBBM business markets are lower. The Dow is down 327, NASDAQ down 169, the S&P 500 down 51. 66 degrees right now in Chicago under partly sunny skies at 1231. Topping our news at the half hour, the Chicago City Council Health Committee is approving the creation of a task force to come up with a new plan to handle individuals suffering a mental health crisis. The latest from Craig Delamore at City Hall. The aim is to shift to what's called a treatment-not-trauma model. Instead of sending police officers to calls when someone with mental health issues is in crisis, mental health professionals and medical personnel would be sent. Health Committee Chair Alderwoman Rosana Rodriguez-Sanchez has said other cities do this. Has she found any organized resistance to the ideas here? I have, you know, colleagues in city council that are very... um, convinced that police is the only option to handle all of, all of these issues. We have seen it over and over in, uh, in hearings on the floor of city council. Um, but I wouldn't say that I have sensed any organized opposition to it. Still, it's been a long fight, and the task force also will look at reopening city mental health clinics closed by the Rahm Emanuel administration. Rodriguez Sanchez says they understand that won't happen in this year's budget. At City Hall, Craig Delamore, News Radio 1059 WBBM. President Biden is in Michigan at this hour, showing his support for the striking auto workers. The UAW says they made some real progress in talks with Ford, although the company says it still has some significant gaps to close and some key issues before reaching a new labor agreement. It's 1232 as the noon business hour continues. Markets are in the red today. Joining us now on the Village of Bedford Park business line, reminding you to bring your business home, is Jim Awa. Senior Managing Director with Clearstead Advisors based in New York. Jim, thank you for joining us today. Is this entirely driven, this sell-off today, driven by the report on new home sales and consumer confidence showing uh, some some weakening in both sectors? Well, they're, they're aggregating factors, but there, there are several issues that the markets are dealing with. Uh, first is the, the looming government uh, uh, shutdown, uh, the possible Moody's downgrade of, uh, of U.S. credit, uh, then you do have the United Auto Workers strike, which is a stagflationary event because it, it, it will increase costs and yet slow down the economy. Uh, you have uh, the relentless march higher of interest rates uh, due to the fact that the Fed dot plots last week were very aggressive. And the Fed is going to uh, be more restrictive next year than this year because they're forecasting inflation to drift down, but rates to stay where they are, which means real rates will stay high. They indicated that they're going to keep the, um, uh, the the Fed's funds rate restrictive right through above the neutral rate right through 2026. So uh, all of that, plus the increase in oil prices, uh, all of that is contributing to a fear that we're going to have higher rates for longer 
and that those higher rates for longer will slow down the economy, which calls into question profits. So that's the vacuum the markets are in right now. Now, it seems like uh, a lot of investors are uh, seeking the shelter of the bond market with uh, 10-year yields in the in the high fours uh, pretty consistently over the last couple of weeks. Is there some predictive value in what's happening in the bond market when you uh, take a look at what happens with equities? Uh, does, does one uh, uh, kind of predict the other? Well, the, the, the long-term bond market, until recently, you had an inverted yield curve with short rates higher than, than long rates, uh, and that has been uninverting as long rates go up. But what the, what, the, what the long-term bond market is telling you is that inflation is going to stay higher for longer, and therefore interest rates are going to stay higher for longer, and therefore if you're going to lend your money out for 10 years, you demand a higher interest rate. So I think that's what the bond market is, is, is signaling. And what the stock market is signaling is if that's the case, there's a real threat to growth and to profits. Now, on the reports that came out today, especially when it came comes to consumer confidence, uh, coming in below expectations, this does signal that the consumer is ready to or is already pulling back. And if you're trying to take some of the air out of the inflationary balloon, uh, is that a good thing? Well, uh, uh, we have been forecasting a slowdown or expecting a slowdown in the consumer for months and months and months, and they continue so far to power through. But if they're ever going to slow down, it would be in the uh, fourth quarter because you, uh, you, you do have the tighter credit conditions. Uh, you do have student loan uh, payments uh, coming due. Uh, uh, so there are a variety of you have savings uh, for the for the bottom 80 percent uh, of the uh, of the uh, country are now down below pre-pandemic levels. So if the economy is ever going to slow down, it would be in the fourth quarter. And the question becomes how much and what does it mean for next year and the first quarter? And we really don't have clarity on that now, but you're going to get corporate earnings reports and forecasts at the end of October. That should help. And then uh, whatever the Fed has to say on November 1st, that should give us some clarity. But until then, I think we're flying in the fog. Jim Awad, Senior Managing Director, ClearSet Advisors, based in New York. Thank you for joining us today. Coming up next in Travel Tuesday, celebrating autumn in Illinois. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Good afternoon. I'm Rob Hart. These are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. The city of Chicago takes steps to better handle situations involving people in a mental health crisis. President Biden visiting an auto workers picket line outside of Detroit at this hour. It's Travel Tuesday. Fall is here, and there are outstanding places to visit right here in Illinois. We'll also examine the economic impact of the Taylor Swift Travis Kelsey relationship. WBBM business markets are lower. The Dow is down 327. NASDAQ down 169. The S&P 500 down 51. 66 degrees right now in Chicago under partly sunny skies at 1231. Topping our news at the half hour, the Chicago City Council Health Committee is approving the creation of a task force to come up with a new plan to handle individuals suffering a mental health crisis. The latest from Craig Delamore at City Hall. The aim is to shift to what's called a treatment-not-trauma model. Instead of sending police officers to calls when someone with mental health issues is in crisis, mental health professionals and medical personnel would be sent. Health Committee Chair Alderwoman Rosana Rodriguez-Sanchez has said other cities do this. Has she found any organized resistance to the ideas here? I have, you know, colleagues in city council that are very 
um, convinced that police is the only option to handle all of, all of these issues. We have seen it over and over in, uh, in hearings on the floor of city council. Um, but I wouldn't say that I have sensed any organized opposition to it. Still, it's been a long fight, and the task force also will look at reopening city mental health clinics closed by the Rahm Emanuel administration. Rodriguez Sanchez says they understand that won't happen in this year's budget. At City Hall, Craig Delamore, News Radio 1059 WBBM. President Biden is in Michigan at this hour, showing his support for the striking auto workers. The UAW says they made some real progress in talks with Ford, although the company says it still has some significant gaps to close and some key issues before reaching a new labor agreement. It's 1232 as the noon business hour continues. Markets are in the red today. Joining us now on the Village of Bedford Park business line, reminding you to bring your business home is Jim Awa. Senior Managing Director with Clearstead Advisors based in New York. Jim, thank you for joining us today. Is this entirely driven, this sell-off today, driven by the report on new home sales and consumer confidence showing uh, some some weakening in both sectors? Well, they're, they're aggregating factors, but there, there are several issues that the markets are dealing with. Uh, first is the, the looming government uh, uh, shutdown, uh, the possible Moody's downgrade of, uh, of U.S. credit, uh, then you do have the United Auto Workers strike, which is a stagflationary event because it, it, it will increase costs and yet slow down the economy. Uh, you have uh, the relentless march higher of interest rates uh, due to the fact that the Fed dot plots last week were very aggressive. And the Fed is going to uh, be more restrictive next year than this year because they're forecasting inflation to drift down, but rates to stay where they are, which means real rates will stay high. They indicated that they're going to keep the, um, uh, the the Fed's funds rate restrictive right through above the neutral rate right through 2026. So uh, all of that, plus the increase in oil prices, uh, all of that is contributing to a fear that we're going to have higher rates for longer and that those higher rates for longer will slow down the economy which calls into question profits. So that's the vacuum the markets are in right now. Now, it seems like uh, a lot of investors are uh, seeking the shelter of the bond market with uh, 10-year yields in the in the high fours uh, pretty consistently over the last couple of weeks. Is there some predictive value in what's happening in the bond market when you uh, take a look at what happens with equities? Uh, does, does one uh, uh, kind of predict the other? Well, the, the, the long-term bond market, until recently, you had an inverted yield curve with short rates higher than, than long rates, uh, and that has been uninverting as long rates go up. But what the, what the, what the long-term bond market is telling you is that inflation is going to stay higher for longer, and therefore interest rates are going to stay higher for longer, and therefore if you're going to lend your money out for 10 years, you demand a higher interest rate. So I think that's what the bond market is, is, is signaling. And what the stock market is signaling is if that's the case, there's a real threat to growth and to profits. Now, on the reports that came out today, especially when it came comes to consumer confidence, uh, coming in below expectations, this does signal that the consumer is ready to or is already pulling back. And if you're trying to take some of the air out of the inflationary balloon, uh, is that a good thing? Well, uh, uh, we, we have been forecasting a slowdown or expecting a slowdown in the consumer for months and months and months, and they continue so far to power through. 
But if they're ever going to slow down, it would be in the uh, fourth quarter because you, uh, you you do have the tighter credit conditions. Uh, you do, do have student loan uh, uh, payments uh, coming due. Uh, uh, so there are a variety of you have savings uh, for the for the bottom 80 percent uh, of the uh, of the country are now down below pre-pandemic levels. So if the economy is ever going to slow down, it would be in the fourth quarter. And the question becomes how much and what does it mean for next year and the first quarter? And we really don't have clarity on that now, but you're going to get corporate earnings reports and forecasts at the end of October. That should help. And then uh, whatever the Fed has to say on November 1st, that should give us some clarity. But until then, I think we're flying in the fog. Jim Awad, Senior Managing Director, ClearSet Advisors, based in New York. Thank you for joining us today. Coming up next in Travel Tuesday, celebrating autumn in Illinois. Compounding your interest with an economy of words. This is the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's Travel Tuesday, and it's time to check out the changing leaves and other fall attractions. Let's get some suggestions from Daniel Thomas, Deputy Director of the Illinois Office of Tourism in Chicago. Daniel, thank you for joining us today. And normally on Travel Tuesday, we tell you how you could potentially get a good deal on airline tickets to uh, Outer Mongolia if you book uh, for a flight at 1230 a.m. on December 26. But today, we're going to talk about how you can go to places within driving distance of Chicago uh, that are very easy to do. Maybe you can do them in a weekend. And uh, it's especially uh, appropriate, Danny, we have this conversation right now because uh, I know a lot of families that are trying to uh, get apple picking in uh, before uh, that season ends ends and that's probably a good place to start our conversation absolutely rob great to be with you on travel tuesday and of course those kaleidoscope of colors are changing right across the state of illinois and apple picking uh is is a great place to start and of course janamac orchard in dekalb county uh in malta uh, i just returned there from yesterday not only are the apples ripe and ready for picking with the family, but the playground and the area around there for families uh, is ready to go. And the pumpkins are coming out. And, of course, they're getting ready for uh, the spooky fall season out in uh, their corn maze. And, of course, they're part of our Illinois Made Maker program, uh, which is supporting really local agritourism uh, in, in the state of Illinois. Yeah, go there. Uh, and the kids will enjoy playing around inside that, uh, that corn barn. And then, uh, of course, uh, mom and dad can uh, walk away with a couple of uh, six-packs of, uh, of apple cider, too, uh, that they can enjoy uh, after they're done. And then also just uh, head west on I-88 and check out the Morton Arboretum. Absolutely. Morton Arboretum, um, again, 1,700 acres of trees out in Lyle, uh, just a short drive here from downtown Chicago. And of course, you can just really immerse yourself in all the colours that will change around you. And of course, coming up there, the Four Colour Festival, visitors can experience the full wine tastings and of course, a glass uh, of the pumpkin patch. And of course, Adults can hit the cider and ale festival, and that's happening on October 21st. And that's going to be featuring this year over 30 local breweries uh, at Morton Arboretum. And, of course, this is one of my favorite drives in the entire state of Illinois. Go up to Rockford on I-9. That's not, the, that's not my favorite part, but once you get off of 90 in Rockford, head over to Highway 20, go west to Galena, and you'll see the rolling hills. And, of course, uh, as the leaves change color right about now, that's uh, some incredible sights uh, on the way out to the Mississippi River. 
you're absolutely right, Rob. And I actually drove in this morning from that region. And I will tell you, I can attest the colours in Galena uh, and, and obviously meander down historic Main Street. Uh, just really beautiful colours around that region. And of course, just a short drive there, Savannah, which is another small historic town right across near the Mississippi Palisades State Park and those majestic trails overlooking the Mississippi River. And, of course, the Great River Road uh, is just a an amazing follow the Mississippi right up and down the state of Illinois. Um, and, again, see that kaleidoscope of colours. And, of course, speaking of small towns too, uh, I would be remiss if you didn't stop in Elsa in Illinois. And this is one of those small towns, the whole entire town is on the National Registry of Historic Places, so well worth a stop uh, in that part of the state as well. So some great weekend getaways and uh, not too far from Chicago, just get in the car and drive. Daniel Thomas, Deputy Director of the Illinois Office Tourism in Chicago, thank you for joining us today. It's 60 Minutes of Financial Planning. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. The appearance of Taylor Swift at the Chiefs-Bears game in Kansas City on Sunday has ignited social media amid reports of her dating NFL star Travis Kelsey. But there's also an economic side to the excitement. We welcome in Jennifer Waters, Chicago-based business reporter. Jennifer, thank you for joining us today. And let's start with the hey, uh, the, the, the most immediate impact from seeing uh, Taylor Swift uh, cheering on uh, Travis Kelsey during the Kansas City uh, destruction of the Chicago Bears on Sunday afternoon. Is <laughs> yeah, that... It was a nice diversion. <laughs> well, I mean, that was the only thing to talk about. About. I mean, they, they embarrass yeah. themselves in front of a uh, pop superstar on Sunday, and that is uh, jersey sales. Travis Kelsey jersey sales have jumped 400% since Sunday, and that is the Taylor Swift effect. That is a Taylor Swift effect. And think about how all the merch she sells, because, you know, that's the cool name now, merch. We don't say merchandise any longer, Rob. But think about all that she sold just when she was here last summer, you know, doing, uh, you know, her her concert. She's She sells billions of dollars of merchandise, all, excuse me, merch, all the time. And so it's no surprise that, you know, he would see a 400% spike in sales. The question is, who bought these? Were they all Swifty fans out there buying them? Or, you know, were there, you know, Kelsey friends out there going, oh, well, maybe I should buy a Kelsey shirt now. Now, this is, uh, I mean, this is based on my own observations on social media since Sunday, and it appears that the Taylor Swift fans who knew nothing about football going into the game on Sunday <laughs> are now beginning to learn the game. They want to know everything there is to know about Travis Kelsey's job. So uh, at, at the rate they're learning about the game of football, uh, I could anticipate uh, maybe a couple of uh, irate Swifties will be calling the score about uh, <laughs> about the Bears game next Sunday because they know so much yeah. about football now. But uh, Jennifer, this is above and beyond uh, merch in the parlance of our times. Uh, Fox Sports says that uh, the ratings for uh, the 3.25 p.m. Uh, window in which uh, the Bears and Chiefs played saw uh, they were ranked first among females 12 to 17, 18 to 34, <laughs> 18 to 49. So this really is bringing women into the game of football. Well, if you're talking about 12-year-olds, I'd say it sure is. <laughs> hey, you sure. know, in, in, in know. Our, <laughs> Jennifer, in our business, we go six plus. So uh, yeah, yeah, if right. I could do really well exactly. amongst uh, kids, uh, my, my, my kids' friends, uh, I'm doing really well. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. It's funny because I looked on uh, Twitter, excuse me, X, 
And the the Swifty fans all like, you know, they were on there saying, I don't know anything about football, but I'm going to learn just like you just said. But there was one guy on there who said Taylor Swift didn't even know who Travis Kelsey was 11 days ago (laughs) because he kind of really started this whole thing himself. And so, um, you know, so Taylor Swift and Taylor Swift apparently is an Eagles fan. So the Eagles fans were like, hey, wait, you know. What about you, you turncoat? <laughs> oh, yeah. She she is uh, originally from the Philadelphia area before her family moved to Nashville for her singing career. So, yeah, I know there, there's a couple. Is, there's some salty people uh, around the uh, Philadelphia Eagles community, which, mm-hmm. you know, his brother plays for them. And then and yeah. lastly, and then very quickly, and that is, you know, Taylor Swift has this power that very few people have, especially now in this fragmented age, and that is somebody – Everybody can agree on somebody who appeals to a lot of Americans and just a lot mm-hmm. of human beings. Yes, and a, and a, in a lot in a big age range too, as you said, as you said just a few minutes ago. I mean, it is an amazing thing how much power she has and how much she talks about you know about her life too. So you wonder like when the when the you know the Travis you broke my heart song will come up. <laughs> well, that's that <laughs> that's for the next tour. Jennifer Waters, Chicago-based business reporter. Thank you for joining us today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.